For this I was born and for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. The first readings talk about all, everyone on earth will see the truth, which is that Jesus created everything and him coming on the clouds, even those who pierced him, the ones who rejected him, are going to see the truth of the world is that we're created beings and that we, are, uh, we exist in God, that God is the creator and sustainer. There is nothing else. That is the truth. And we are privileged to know that before. And so we can live differently as people who live in the truth. But um, I was thinking about Jesus, the truth of the world, standing before Pilate, the unjust judge, who represents all, all secular power, you know. Uh, he had the power of life and death, up and down. It was arbitrary. Jesus had no rights in that society. Only Roman citizens had rights. The Jews also had the up and down. They had to go back to the law to justify killing him. They found a way. They got around the meaning of the law, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not condemn an innocent man. They found a way. They justified it through their religion. But Jesus stands there, the truth, God himself being judged by humanity. I, I found that I was thinking about that, that scene, you know, uh, that Christ is kind of on trial now in a sense and that we have to decide also up or down by our decisions, you know, is Christ going to reign in my heart and I remember uh, when I was young, we used to go, I've mentioned this before, living in L.A., whenever relatives came, we always went, to, we often went to either Disneyland or some taping of some TV show or something. One time we went to something, I'd forgotten about this, is that we went to a, a special theater, I don't know how we got these tickets, to a preview of a couple of shows, and our job was to rate them. So we were sitting in these special chairs at CBS, and... Uh, uh, this was not on the air yet. I remember it was something that Sally Field was in, uh, not The Flying Nun, something later. And, uh, uh, and it was called The Girl with Something Extra. Does anybody remember this? It wasn't on the air. I didn't, oh, yeah, so it was on the air a little bit. Uh, so we were rating this, this, this show. And, I, you know, I like Sally Field. I think I rated it highly, but apparently not, not everyone felt that way about it. But uh, you had, like, like and dislike or... Really, really hot, really cold. But it, anyway, it was a dial. And we'd sit there turning it as different people came on and off the screen. And this is how they rated the audience reaction. And this is the way I see Jesus being, Pilate's got a dial, you know. He's, his wife talks to him afterward and said, I had a dream, don't condemn this man. And, Jesus, and Pilate comes back and he's troubled and, and he's going up and down. And eventually, of course, Jesus gets this on the dial. And off he goes. Jesus is waiting for us to make a decision about him. It's a lifelong one before he reveals the truth of who he is to the, to the Sanhedrin, to Pilate, to the world, to those who don't want him and do want him. And in all of that, Christ waits for us to dis discover the truth. You know, in this world, we have human rights. And they are not found just in the Constitution or in the Bill of Rights. Not just Americans have rights. All human beings have a right to live and to pursue their own world. 
Uh, it's, we call, in, the, in the Catholic Church, we call it the natural law, but we find that the founders of our country appealed to something beyond the government, which did not yet exist, beyond the Magna Carta that, that, the, that the British had signed with the king, establishing certain rights of peoples. It was the law that our creator, remember these were not all Christians, some were deists, but they, they come out of the Enlightenment but in France, but they, they believed and they appealed to a higher power that we are created beings and that our creator endowed us with certain rights, inalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Notice they're appealing to a creator. And this is the foundation of human rights. If we take the creator out of the picture and say that we we have rights in and of ourselves, then rights are determined by the strongest person. And if the government gives us rights, then the government can take it away. And we're at the whim of unjust judges or just ones. One thinks of the Dred Scott decision in the Supreme Court uh, that, that uh, people of color were only two-thirds uh, uh, human. That was, not a, that was not a just decision. And they retained their rights even though they were taken away by the government. And this has happened throughout history. This is why when the terrorism occurred in France, people all over the world, not just Christians, were outraged because we recognized that there are certain inalienable rights and that this was wrong. And it comes back to the fact that somehow in our hearts, most of us know there's something more to us than what meets the eye. We are in a world where we can't see the truth yet, Jesus waits to be discovered. We have to go looking for the truth. Jesus stands before us. The truth is in front of us, but we have to find it. Um, when I was a deacon, like uh, Deacon Mark behind me, we all have to go on a retreat. Uh, and before we were ordained a priest, and since I had some airline connections, Father Pascal Chalin of Happy Memories passed on now up at the Abbey was my spiritual director. And he said, why don't you go to France? I'd never actually been there at that time, and, and so uh, I, I picked out shrines I wanted to see, and I just flew over there and rented a car and drove around. I've mentioned this before. I didn't, there was no, this sounds like the 19th century, but I was not, didn't have GPS or a cell phone or a companion, so I was finding everything with a map. Holy cow. Had to go to confession a few times. <laughs> I'll tell you. You get to the middle of town, and the street numbers disappear, and all you got is cities. And it's like, okay, which way do you go? It's like a traffic circle with six openings. Oh, But when I got to Paris, I, I got rid of the car and just went around on the metro. And I was looking for a number of places. It's a wonderful place to spend time. And, and uh, uh, you know, one of the places I looked for was called, it was, it's on the Rue de Bac. Does anybody know where, what that is? What's, what is the Rue de Bac? Not one person knows. Oh, Karen, you know, don't you? What is it? Yeah, the miraculous medal. Uh, St. Catherine Labore in the 1830s, she was, uh, it, it's just a little, she had an angel that came to her and she thought she was dreaming. And so she, the angel leads her out from her room into the, big chapel, and she, here's the Virgin Mary seated on a chair. And you can actually see this chair that she saw Mary sitting in. And over the next, uh, she had a few apparitions, and in this, Mary told, 
told Catherine to tell the world to pray for France because at the end of the 19th century there would be uh, a great religious persecution in Paris, which there was, and she asked the world to pray to stop this from happening and other things. And she, she, she saw Mary, I'm simplifying this, she saw Mary on, on, in these apparitions standing on a, on a globe and holding a golden orb in her hand, which she took to be the earth, and all these rays are coming out of it. Graces for those who ask. Imagine all these graces we could get if we only asked God or Jesus, the truth of the world, you know. So here's this, this wonderful apparition, and she said, uh, Mary asked her if they, she wouldn't have a medal struck. We call, it, we call it colloquially the miraculous medal. That wasn't what Mary called it. But uh, on, around it, it says, O Mary, conceive without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. So we're asking her to put in a good word for us. It was 20 years before the dogma of the Immaculate Conception, one of the, one of the reasons the church declared it. And then uh, a few years later, St. Bernadette of Lourdes heard Mary say the same thing to confirm the dogma. So I say this because when I was looking for this, appar- this place, uh, having no GPS or, or anything, on uh, being on my own without a tour guide, it was really hard to find. It's just a little door. Uh, uh, Deacon Mark has been there we were talking between the masses, and he said, this is true, I was hoping my memory was correct, is there's just a door, kind of a, it, the, 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 the convent is still there. They're visitation sisters like, like St. Margaret Mary was uh, with the uh, Visions of the Sacred Heart, that same group. And there's just a kind of a door with an opening, and it says the, the, the convent name. It's not a real showy thing at all. You have to look for it. And when you go through the door, you go through kind of a corridor, and then you're in the, you're in the chapel. It's rather large. And St. Catherine Labore is incorrupt. You can see her on the right in a glass case. And there's the chair that Mary sat in. And, and it's a very, it's, it's a, it's a homey-looking place. But it is the truth of the world. It was there. See, the, the world of the future was there. And, in fact, every Catholic church where the Eucharist is has the truth of the world. And whether Catholic or Protestant, if you've got a place, or Orthodox, you've got a place where the scriptures are being read publicly, here's the truth being proclaimed. Uh, if people would only listen. But instead, we find people looking everywhere for the truth. This begins after Thanksgiving. We have the big shopping season. You wonder what we're all looking for. You know, uh, we're all looking for the truth. We all want happiness. As Thomas Jefferson said, uh, saying at the beginning, life, liberty, and the pursuit of our own happiness. We are all looking for something. We won't find it by shopping. We don't find happiness by our status in society or our health or, or uh, our square footage of our home or how many places we've been. These things all pass away. We do find it at Thanksgiving, though, in family and friends, and people that we're connected to, that's closer to the truth, isn't it? That's why you don't want it spoiled by too much shopping, hopefully, on that day. Unless there's a relative you're trying to get away from after dinner. (laughs) There might be a benefit to it. Uh, Jesus is waiting to be discovered. I I thought about, again, sitting at a cafe in Paris, which I've done, just as the people that died there, and thinking about how many go there, they just want to eat and, and, and enjoy themselves, and people sit there and eat for hours, you know. Uh, it's a different way of life. But what are we looking for? That 
it's not enough. And the real world kind of came in and horrified us, real meaning that life is temporary, that we are seeking. We have to keep looking. Is there truth in all of this? And we find that Christ, an innocent man, was condemned. And suddenly, the creator of the world went through what happened in France. You see, it was him. All these people were Jesus. It was Jesus all over again, being condemned for something they did not do. And suddenly, my eyes, our eyes are open. We see the truth of the world is going to be revealed to us, that Jesus has been all around us. Life doesn't fully make sense yet, but it will. And so we who are privileged to see Jesus, the king of the kings, he, he says his kingdom is within. In this world, Jesus is not king. This is not his kingdom. That's coming. But his kingdom is in every heart that says yes to him. We too are sitting in the theater with the up and down dial. And we, we make that deci- every decision we make is an up and down for Christ. That's what life's all about. It's kind of a cumulative thing. And uh, there's a saying in Spanish, little by little one goes far. Little by little I make the choice for Christ or against him. Who is the king of my heart? Jesus says, you say I am a king, but for this I was born. For this I came into the world to testify to the truth. And everyone who belongs to the truth will listen to my voice.